Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. The guys are counting down days to kick off, and it's just time to set some records straight. After covering a subtle but big NBA trade, the guys are going all in on the NFL with the premiere of Take Escalation and the First Amendments of the NFL season. Lastly, the guys also send you their spicy six games of week one. So sit back, there's no more recaps, and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen, we are back a week uh, after our last episode. Always good to get to do this on a Sunday. We have got a lot to get to. So much has happened since we last talked. Uh, very excited to discuss all this and more with you. How are you doing today, sir? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, dude. Um, like you said, we're on a Sunday this time, at the same time at the, literally this later week, man. Football's going to be on. I can barely even talk. That's how, that's how excited I am. You know, like we're really right there. We're really just right there. Like, so I'm like anxious. Like I, it's so close. I feel you. I'm like, I just don't even want to really go through the rest of this week. I just wanted to be here already. Um, I know. At the bit. And we starting it off too, is going to be the new commentary duo in NBC. It's going to be Collinsworth and Tariko. Oh, yeah, it's all it changed now. And Buck mm-hmm. and Aikman are on Monday Night Football now. Yeah. And then, I mean, this up. is the only time we'll see NBC on Thursday, I think. And then Next time it's going to be out. I think it's someone's on who's on prime time. I mean, not prime time, yeah, it's, Amazon uh, Prime. It's Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. So, yeah, I was about to say they have a good lineup. I want, I heard when their games, it was pretty good. So, Herbstreet, it's going to uh, yeah, sorry, I, mean, I, you off. I was going to say, like, Herbstreet, I he's obviously like you always just think college football because he's like part of American tradition and that at this point with college football, but like he did do, um, because I guess it was like the week one game and ESPN didn't have their Monday night crew ready or something, or they, it was when it was the double header and they had him and uh, I forget, I, I think it was Brad Nestler or someone, but he did like the Steelers Monday night game against the giants week one. And he did, he was pretty good. And Al Michaels is obviously a legend. So I think that would be an interesting combo. It will be. I think it will be a good, good. I think it's going to be a good com- broadcast. I think everywhere honestly stepped up their game. Because like you said, didn't you say Aikman's now on Monday night? Yeah, and and Buck, they went together. Yeah, so like that's a huge upgrade for Monday night football. So <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be good. I, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't want to see Booger McFarlane on his uh, <laughs> the Booger Mobile. great. They really went for it that year. They all said Jason Witten was just like the worst <laughs> announcer ever. Okay, man, he wasn't that bad. I mean, it did make him go back to playing football for one season just to make everyone forget about it, but... He was really bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we are there. Um, Colby, a lot of news happened, man. You got... I think you've had a few things already lined up in the news. Oh, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, a lot to get to. So, I figured, I figured we, we have so much NFL stuff we want to get to, so we'll get through all the other stuff before we do any NFL um college football kicked off yesterday jmu rolled in their first fbs game Uh, i thought that a lot but i went to that that was great uh was it odu how was that environment i just want to ask first i I guarantee it first sunbelt game for jmu his first fbs yeah they beat the brakes off middle tennessee which i don't know if that says more about jmu or just the middle tennessee is really bad but the new qb looks sick 
He was actually the he was actually the Colorado State quarterback last year. Yeah, hang on. I sent a picture in one of my t- his name's Todd Centiro or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was going off. That was the best. I don't know how he was at Colorado State. Probably not amazing if you transferred, but I know it's just one game, but that was the most like physically gifted quarterback I've seen at JMU in the years I've been going to games. He threw- really They're over Ben Danucci? Oh yeah. He, dude, he threw I don't know if he's like as he'll be as good overall as Danucci, but like he one of his he had six touchdown passes last night. And again, Middle Tennessee's pretty bad, but they're still FBS. And one of them though, he was literally like it was probably like a forty some fifty yard touchdown pass. He was literally like under pressure, about to get hit. He didn't even have his feet set. And he just chucked it. And it was like a dime. The dude was like open, but not like wide open either. It was an absolute dime. It was like 40 yards. He didn't even have his feet set under pressure. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, yo, this dude is good. He, he Dang, played man. really well. So it was exciting. And uh, ODU beat Virginia Tech, which is which is pretty funny. Yeah, that is really funny. Big for ODU, honestly. Um, I heard the backyard bat backyard guess what it's called yeah backyard bash was really good it was good this year for for its first time back for a while it just shows how stupid uh college football is with uh you know they have all these great rivalries that don't get to play anymore yeah because they just mess it all up with you know conferences i saw a tweet, a tweet after that game someone had it was like see how it's like see how great uh like college football rivalries are when you have teams that are really close to each other play each other it's like, anyways, here's Maryland UCLA. <laughs> it is now Maryland versus UCLA. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, we can get talk a little college football in the news. There's a little more. I got a couple. I have them lined up right here. Um, then they said, I think I've heard good things from the Florida quarterback. Yeah, he looks nasty. They beat Utah last night. Mel Kuyper was hyping him up too. He said he's going to be like, he, Mel Kuyper thinks he's like going to be the next best QB in the draft after. Stroud Young, if he balls out this year, he could be the number one pick because he's mm. like obviously not polished as polished as Young and Stroud yet because they were both like amazing last year. But like he's like six four, he runs fast, he's got a huge arm. So like just from a physical standpoint, like he's more impressive than Stroud or Young. I don't know if he's as good a quarterback, but just in terms of like big, strong, runs fast, he's much he's much bigger and probably has a better arm than both of them. And then. Have you seen that? Oh, have you seen that news? I've seen this one bit. It was UNC's held off a 40-point comeback. Oh, yeah, by App State, Sunbelt. Yeah, and another by another Sun, Sunbelt competitor. That was, I bet, intense and everything. I never, I didn't get to watch some of these games. So Yeah, I didn't watch a ton of – I didn't really watch – I watched JMU. Um, I listened to some of the tech game on the radio while I was driving back from my high school game in West Virginia that I shot. Um, by the way, worst, probably the worst football game I've ever seen. Uh, won't go into that or roast these schools, but it was a six nothing final score. <laughs> but yeah, a um, couple things. I don't know if you saw on the tech game, but not only did ODU beat tech for the second time in a row that they've played, uh, Tech's coaches got stuck in an elevator at halftime. I don't know if you saw that. So that was pretty funny. They had to delay the start of the second half because Tech's coaches were stuck in ODU's elevator. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then also, it came out like the next day. Um, I was just saw it was on ESPN.com. 
not only did tech lose, apparently things were stolen from tech's locker room. Like people stole <laughs> stuff out of the tech players' locker rooms, I guess halftime or something. So classy ODU. ODU gets the dub. Their elevator is like messed up, keeps the coaches stuck in there, and people rob the Virginia Tech locker rooms. Legendary. Um, Those fans. In Norfolk. <laughs> sent a message. That was a message. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> they robbed them. That's probably the cherry on top of all of it was during all this commotion, they got <laughs> robbed and lost. Because, like, it would be one thing if Virginia Tech went there and won. And they're like, they're supposed to. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever. You had to, like, steal our stuff because he can't beat us. But they also beat them and robbed them. <laughs> that, that's that's just, that's that just wild. stings. Yeah, that stings a little more. <laughs> than actually, nah. <laughs> hey, yeah, so that's nuts. Um, but college football back. We can talk about a few of the bigger games um, if we want to. We don't have to hit on them too much. I still just don't – I just kind of – like, it's great to have it back. But like I said, I just don't like college football as much as I used to. It just kind of makes me sad a little bit. Um, it's still great, but, I mean, it's just like the top, like, three teams. I mean, I guess it's kind of always been that way, but it used to feel like it was a little closer. Like, no one, no one has a chance to beat, like, Bama or Georgia or Ohio State. Other than like those three, because Georgia beat the brakes off Oregon, that was ridiculous. I don't know if yeah, that was something I wanted to talk about too. It was just the <laughs> absolute demolishing of Oregon and Bo Nix. Like that was, that was rough to watch. That was rough. Yeah, that's uh, that was pretty gruesome. The Florida Utah game was probably the best game yesterday. That was pretty. That was pretty hype. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, all of that, uh, we can – I don't know if you have any other college football topics nah. before we talk. The one basketball thing we do have to hit on. Um, we weren't going to be planning to talk about any basketball this week. And then out of nowhere uh, during the week, Donovan Mitchell gets traded to the Cavs. Um, that shocked me. Like, I had no idea. I mean, obviously, I'm not an insider. I didn't realize the Cavs were even, like, a possibility. I My initial reaction was uh, I loved it for the Cavs. I mean – I thought that was really cool. It's pretty funny for the Knicks. Um, I know the Knicks. Have, uh, you have some questions about it. So I'll let you give your thoughts first before I go into my uh, full details on this surprising Donovan Mitchell trade that we were not expecting. I was, at least. Well, from what I've heard, it was call, what uh, Sexton and who else? And Markinen and a few in a couple in a few picks, right? It was so Sexton Markinen, three firsts, two pick swaps, and then they also traded uh this dude from Kansas that the Cavs picked with like the 14th pick in this year's draft. His name's hard to say. So it's essentially he's like it can be a rookie. So it's almost like four draft picks because they got three picks and the rookie the Cavs just drafted like two months ago who hasn't played a game yet. Okay. Well, I mean, I was about to say, it feels like it's like a win for the Cavs. It's a weird, a weird move. I mean, probably good move for the Cavs, but it's just hard to, for me, it's just hard to wrap around. It's hype, honestly, because like I was talking very highly of the Cavs last time I think we were on here and everything, how we were anticipating them to make that next step, at least to contend in the playoffs again this year around the play-in tournament. So I feel like with Donovan Mitchell, that kind of solidifies that, you know? Like, do you think now the Cavs are probably pretty much, especially with Evan Mobley, 
you know, they still got love there. I mean, I'm not, I don't think love's really the playmaker, you know, the key changer there, but you know, that sort of thing. I mean, so I might be overvaluing the Cavs and maybe being a prisoner of the moment, but yeah, I, after this trade, like, I didn't feel like the Cavs gave up that much. Like none of those three guys were part of like the core that they needed. You could say Sexton, but they didn't even want to pay Sexton. It's like they no. hadn't even extended him. He was like a restricted free agent. Like they had to do a sign and trade. And like he didn't play most of last year anyway. Um, I think Mitchell will fit better with Garland, and he's just a much better player. Um, so yeah, I my initial reaction is when I think about it just from like a talent standpoint. I know they're still young and it may still be a year or two away. I may be overreacting, but I would put them like third in the East at this point, to be honest, like they're deep and I'm betting not just on Mitchell, but all those young guys last year are going to, I'm guessing, take another step forward. Evan Mobley is sick. Like he was a rookie last year. I think he's going to be much improved in year two. And he was great last year. I mean, Jared Allen is their fourth best player and he made all, he was an all-star fill in last year. So like, Mm. And they have a bench. So, I mean, I think as far as, like, their ceiling, at least from a talent perspective, I would I would put them, like, third in the East. I, w- I wouldn't rather be, other than Milwaukee and maybe Boston, there's no one I would rather be in the East than the Cavs now, They're, as far as, like, down the line, too. I mean, yeah, Cavs have a bright future, very high upside with them now. You know, it's kind of – that's why I said it's kind of hard to wrap around that it was, like, pretty it was not that much you know it wasn't like as much as thought i mean they gave up a lot of picks you know but but they should be i mean they kind of already got i feel like that's pretty much now they're already almost a complete team almost complete i mean we're about to find out what piece they're probably missing here this season you know like who's that guy that they probably need to add on to complete it but like you said they have the bench they're already deep they're big and they had garland to help them and now they have mitchell that on nasty too so our last year it's crazy. So there's a lot of upside to, you know, the Cavs. And in, for the Jazz, in their case, you know, you got your picks. Sexton is a great bridge guy, you know. You're definitely He's going to definitely give you quality minutes from what we've seen with him in Cleveland. He's a tryhard. He's, a, he's the bull. That's why they, <laughs> I was about to say, he's, he's the, they call him the bull because he tries. So, I mean, very tenacious guy. So we'll see how that all works out in Utah, though. I mean – it's uh everything's done now, you know. Mitchell is split, Rudy Gobert is split. Which team do you think is in the better situation? The Cavs or the Wolves? The Cavs, no offense. I would easily say the Cavs, actually. I don't have to really think about it. I'm very high on the Cavs, especially now. I was already I already liked the Cavs, but I'm very after this trade, I'm very high on them. Um I will say I don't really I mean, I get it from the Jazz perspective, but, like, the stuff that was rumored in, like, the Knicks trades, and I know, like, they were never going to get, like, the six picks or however many they wanted. But, like, I feel like they could have gotten a better – more from the Knicks. Definitely could have gotten them more. Like, That's I why I was confused. I thought they would get a lot more. Yeah. Like, I would have rather had – even if it was, like, the same amount of picks or one less. Like, I'd rather have Knicks picks than Cavs picks. And, like, they were going to get, like, R.J. Barrett and, like, quickly or maybe another young guy. Like, I would have rather had that. Like, Markin and, like, he's not very good at this point. He's fine. Who knows? Nah, he's, what he'll be. What... And, like, Sexton, yeah, he'll, he's a good volume scorer, but he's not. That, I just he's think he's – like I, I feel like he's going to be, like, the next Pat Bev, honestly. Like, he's just going to be a tenacious guy. Yeah, I could see it. So, I mean, the Jazz, they have a ridiculous amount of picks now. They're going to be – 
they are them and the Spurs are kind of have all both gone full on uh tank for Wabanyama uh already. So that's gonna be a fun uh, subplot to next season, the, the tank for Victor Race. <laughs> I know it's crazy in the NBA you could talk about all this tanking stuff, man. <laughs> and I, I I refuse to believe that it happens in the NFL besides the Jaguars. I think that's the only time that it was pretty obvious when they got Lawrence. But besides that, I mean, it's like, it's going to be intense too because it all comes down to odds too. You know, like they can tank. Yeah, the They might end up with the second or third. They might get two and three. You know, it might be the Thunder again at number one. And we're just sitting here like, God damn it. Someone could be. Or the, I did see that uh, Danny Ainge did finally match um, what they got going on in uh what's it called okc so the jazz do have like i think the same draft capital as okc does in the next few years half, which is crazy half the picks are just gonna be like okc the jazz and then the nets have all of those brooklyn picks um but yeah the jazz and thunder are well, i hope the nets have their brooklyn pits the, or the rockets do i mean <laughs> uh, sorry but yeah Still messing with it. i don't like i mean the wolves the wolves are interesting there, when we do some more NBA, I really think we have a better step over the over the Cavs. Just, first of all, no, I just uh, do they have a superstar like uh, Anthony Edwards? I think Immobile will be that eventually. Yeah, Mobley. Well, we have Cat. Crazy. What are you talking about? Be That's what Cat's going to be for. I can tell you after seeing what Mobley play for one year that he's going to end up being better than Cat. He's he's nasty. That is a bold is playing. Not. Dude, Cat, the three-point champion. A better defender. He can shoot. He can score. Like, he'll really do anything. He's an insane defender. Um, He's going to be a very good player for a long time. All right, time. let's see. Have Evan Mobley been in the conversations with, I don't know, the likes of Joel Embiid and I Anthony Davis? Not. Yes, he has. Cat is the uh, third man that you throw in that argument and everyone laughs at because every but I guess what? He's still the third man. <laughs> You've got to admit that. He's still third right now. I don't know. Even so, the Cavs also I just feel like are deeper and have a better roster. And I still don't really understand the Gobert thing to be honest. It's like, old school. Man. To- you got to get ready to old school basketball. I just don't know if that's going to work. Like I'm just like play against the Warriors, and like that would be bad, man. Like Gobert and Cat are both just be out there getting cold. Well, remember, this will allow Cat to extend on his three point scoring. Uh, so yeah. he'll be turning. Time. He'll be turning more to a four, and everything after this. I think. I think he'll be more or less a four, and then Gobert will take the role as a five, and then whenever we need Gobert off, that's when Cat goes back to a five. Yeah, and then kind of opens up the offense whenever he hits the center. But I feel like you get to run more. I feel like it's gonna be interesting schemes going on there for sure because you got two dynamic bigs. Still got D'Lo. Hopefully he gets a good bounce back here. But it's gonna be interesting. I think those are the two teams when you talk about that trade. Now those are gonna be like two teams you gotta look at now because it's Gobert and Mitchell. How they used to be that dynamic duo and how it ended. Now it's like, all right, well, which of those two teams actually prospered from this, you know, breakdown? I think it's going to be the Cavs. I, I legitimately think in like two, three years, the Cavs could be in the finals. Well, I mean, I don't think so. We'll see. There's still a Giannis in that. In the, right now, yeah, I mean, speak, they're still, they're still they're not ready. Giannis they're not ready for Giannis. Two or three years from now. <laughs> I mean, you got to think like Giannis is, he's going to be amazing, but like the supporting cast they ain't getting any younger. 
Like Drew Holiday's in his 30s, early 30s. How far? How hard is it going to be to get a supporting cast to play with Giannis? Like how hard? How hard of a? You don't want to come to Milwaukee, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? You're playing with Giannis. <laughs> They're playing. We'll see. I, I believe in Giannis. I think Giannis will get at least one more. Um, it's gonna be tough. There's a lot of good teams out there in the West too. Um, NBA surprise. Definitely, this was a good move for the NBA oh, right yeah. now, though, because NFL is about to kick off, and here we are, just sputtering NBA nonsense. <laughs> You know, I still might, I have to remind my, I'm just reminding us right now, like it's, it, it's a good move for them right now too, to keep them relevant. Yeah. They only got a couple more months and they start right back up, don't they? They start up in yeah, what, October, October, November? Yeah. Yeah. End of October. So, yeah. We'll have to do an NBA in October. Yeah. Last note on that. You mentioned the NBA is a winner. I agree with you. I also think like Donovan Mitchell is a big winner because I know like he's from New York and everything. But just from like a basketball standpoint, oh yeah, avoided like a that. much better situation. Oh yeah, definitely like, avoided a messy state situation. Like that Knicks team, like he they would still probably be like fighting for a playoff spot with Donovan Mitchell. Like the Cavs, I expect them to like at least get to the second round now with Mitchell, and like yeah. eventually more. Like this is this will be the best team like Donovan Mitchell's ever been on. Like as far as players around him. Maybe not records this first year because they're not as experienced, but this will be the most talent he's ever played with. It's definitely going to be interesting for sure because, like you said, the better talent, he'll have – well, they did have some good talent around them when they were in Utah. All right, like I mean, it's not stellar, but I feel like this time youth-wise, because around him when he was in Utah, it was like veteran talent. You know, mm-hmm. it was like more guys that played in the league, like like they had. He had Conley over there helping them out. Um, I mean, I think the Bogdans had already been; pretty, they're still pretty young and all that. But they did rotate a lot of pieces through uh, Utah to try and make that work. But I mean, when you do talk about it, like yeah, this supporting cast is going to be younger. You're going to be able to build around them for a longer period of time if it does succeed. Which I think, with you know. Just the pairing of Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, and Garland. Just those three right there is a solid three in the East for sure going forward. It's going to be very good to watch. And then, like you said, not to mention that they have a great supporting cast outside of that with Jared Allen and uh, Kevin Love and all the other bench pieces. I don't know why I can't think of better names than Kevin Love, but (laughs) he's the face of the bench, I guess you can say. And you should be, you should like the Cavs too because they have Rubio too. That's one thing I was gonna say. Kevin Love and Rubio the, are like the yes, wildest sir, I do like coming Rubio. off the bench. Well, I mean, the I best. never said I hated them, man. No, that's I never true. said I hated the Cavs. No, I, I just said that. I just said you know we gotta compare them to the Wolves, and if it always comes down to that, I'm always gonna pick my Wolves, man. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> until because... until the season plays, once uh, once the numbers are out there, and then I have to be like, all right, Wolves definitely, you know are either worse or better, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I will say, like you said, um, mentioned Jared Allen. He's probably, and this is, I'm not looking at anything, so this could be wrong. I haven't thought through the whole league, but I would think that Jared Allen's probably the best fourth best player on any team in the league. Like he's their, he's going to be their fourth best guy. And like, he was, he was an all-star Southern last year. Ah, see, I mean, it's either him or Dilo, honestly. And James Wiseman, when he comes back, He's better. Pat than Bev. 
Or no way, it will be Russell Westbrook actually right now. He's their fourth best guy. Uh, are you sure? I mean, uh, Westbrook's yeah. like the triple double king, man. I don't know. He's not going to be on the team next year, I don't think. Well, uh, is he on the team right now? I'm saying, he, oh, I meant to say, I don't think he's going to be on a team next year. Because <laughs> whoever they trade him is just going to buy him out. It's like, bold claim. We'll have to wait and see for that one, too. A lot of bold claims yeah. coming out of the NBA. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that was a good one. Or that, I'm sorry. I really had a lot of on this Mitchell trade. That's Dude, no, this Donovan Mitchell stuff was good. <laughs> no, it's a good trade. Like, it does open up a lot, especially, like, rip the Knicks, you know. Yeah. Um, really makes the East really interesting again. I mean, it's already been interesting, but now it's even more competitive. Could definitely say which one. You could definitely now say the East is more competitive than the West. You I know, don't that know. Argument. I think I'll say this is I think the most excited I've been for. We've I've obviously all our excitement's been for football, but this is the most like excited I've been for an NBA season in a while. Because so I feel like it's very interesting. Like there are a lot of teams that I think could could be good in both conferences. Like I feel like yeah. it's gotten more interesting overall because of what's happened this off season. So it's gonna be a lot to try when October comes down. It's gonna be a lot going on. It's gonna be probably the premier spot of sport because okay. you're gonna have the baseball is gonna be wrapping up. You're gonna have you know basketball kicking back off. Football's gonna be in full swing for both college and the NFL. It's it's just insane. It's just insane right now. Yeah, no, I can't wait. Well, all right. We we've we've gone through the news. Is there any other college football thing or anything you want to hit on before we get into the NFL? We are finally a week away. We are finally a week away. Let's <laughs> do this thing. All right. So we got a couple good segments we're gonna to get to. A little thing we got this the take escalation, a little fun game we came up with. We're gonna revisit our predictions, the records when we predict the full schedule. We're not gonna do that, but we're gonna look at the records say any changes we might want to make to our final like standings predictions um and i believe we have one other we have one other one didn't we hot or not oh yeah and the classic hot or not so plenty plenty we can get to there um so so much intrigue uh so how do you want to start this off should we start with the uh with some of the takes or do you want to revisit our our records before and then kind of go from there let's start with the takes Okay. I feel like the records should be something that we just, you know, end on because that's the final word we're going to have to say, you know, at mm. the end of everything. So I'll be the push comes to shove moment. Yeah. All right. Well, so want to just start with some some classic hot or not, and then we can uh, or do you want to do the take escalation? I want to really try this new take escalation. Right. I want to see what this is similar. all about. It is kind of similar to hot or not, but it's basically they're just all uh, hot takes. So the uh, the idea is we're just going to give a various NFL take. It can be any take about a player, team, what have you. And me and Jalen are going to take turns here going back and forth. And essentially the the goal is you got to come out with a come up with a take uh, that is more outlandish than the, the pre- previous person's take, and we're going to keep going until we uh, until it just gets too ridiculous. We're like, all right, this is stupid. And then whoever has a stupid one, you lose. <laughs> wow. So it goes by whoever has the stupid one. All right. The one at the end, it's like, there's no way. You don't believe this. I don't believe this. 
You got right. it. I'm going to have to keep note on which ones are too stupid. And we're going to have to ask the public if that was too stupid or it was still just <laughs> what's perfectly the worst, hot. What's the worst take. In- yeah. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. All right. Um, you so to- I guess you start us off, I guess. I don't know how this is going to how this is going to go. So All go right. Ahead and start All us right. Off. So I'll try to start with one. Not not too uh not too hot I'll, I'll i'll go with one that's uh kind of simple but i'll just say the the la rams will be back in the super bowl for the second year in a row not saying they're gonna win but they will they will win the nfc i don't think anyone's gonna be on their level the bucks are the only team i feel like that's on their level really and all this brady stuff has just been weird this offseason plus the line injuries so i don't believe in the bucks as much as i did brady may make me eat my words he has before but I think the Rams, to me, are just kind of head and shoulders above everyone else. And I think they're going to be right back there. That is a hot take. Um, wow. Talk about starting us off real fast. Um, I think it's that crazy. I'm going to say I think it's pretty crazy. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think they're pretty thin on their death chart. True. Um, and I think all the media hype around them, like, um, there's still question marks about what's going on with Matthew Stafford and his little elbow, shoulder, whatever's going on there. Um, I think there's gonna be a little he had a little process of that trying to get normal. He got the Super Bowl slump, obviously. Um and second of all, I just think I do think the NFC has some good teams to challenge the Rams. Um like you said, the Bucks are one of them. Uh another team that I would say to keep an eye out for. And I guess this will be another team that this will be a part of my take right here. All right. And my take will be the Packers will also be a strong contender this year for the playoffs and maybe even the Super Bowl, because I still believe the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are still well oiled in tune to go up and give any team a run for their money. I'm no, I know we have question marks about the receiving core, but it's Aaron freaking Rodgers, dude. <laughs> like I've seen him run with worse. Um, he's made names out of every receiver that he's worked with pretty much. Um, and the best thing about that is we know that the team's trying to build the run game and the defense, like they're trying to build around something that's not even involving him, you know? So that way he doesn't, he can do less work, but still be amazing. So it's crazy to think the man plays zooted and drops 300 yards a game, but there it is. I have to still say the Packers will be one of the NFC's top contenders right there with the Rams with you. All right. I'll, I'll say that's not too ridiculous. Like, yeah, I mean, he is Aaron Rodgers, and I could see him just like kind of spreading the ball out and making it work. Um, their running game and defense should still be solid. I don't think they're quite on the Rams level. And I think they've had some playoff woes, obviously. Um, but I'll, I'll allow that one. I'll, I'll give you another one here. Um, so, all right. I got to escalate a little, a little higher than that one. Hmm. I'm going to say that Justin Herbert by uh by this time next year will will be the uh people will say he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Um wow. going to pop off, he'll get to the playoffs, erase those doubters. I think he's got everything in place with a good roster to make a deep playoff run, potentially win the soup. Would not be surprised at all if the Chargers just went out and won the Super Bowl. 
Um, he's just really good. And like, I think he's just going to keep getting better. He was great his first year, took a big step last year. I think he'll take another step and just kind of be out, out outlandish and no one will be able to stop him. Um, so I'm very high on the chargers this year. And I know that's not a, that's kind of a popular opinion, but I think I'll say Herbert will be referred to by many as the best quarterback in the NFL by the end of the year. I will say this. I like how about this? I like the idea of seeing Justin Herbert raise that MVP trophy and everything. I like the idea of, you know, just like him running off in the ending the season with that swagger. Mm-hmm. But I think there's already a quarterback that has that swagger. And my take is Lamar Jackson has an MVP season yeah. and gets with, yeah, again, with his, with a season contract not signed yet. So I think he's not going to sign this contract yet. I think he's going to go into the season and he's going to go MVP season and get the bag, absolute bag, wherever he goes. Whether I feel like it will be in Baltimore, but I I think Lamar Jackson goes off, has an MVP season. And even – I mean, if he has an MVP season, I think that puts the Ravens in the AFC Championship or higher. And that's where – I think that's where that take will end. Lamar with the MVP, the Ravens will upset – your Chargers as an AFC champion. So you think the Ravens will go to the Super Bowl and Lamar will get a crazy contract? Right now, if you think about it, they got the their weapons are healthy right now. I'm going to run with a healthy Ravens squad as long as they stay healthy. I like their odds. I like their odds, I mean, especially with all the heat on them right now. All right, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll allow that one. Although I, I think Lamar will still have a good year. I do think they'll be better and right there in the mix to go to the playoffs. I just don't feel like they're they're quite there with the top top teams in the AFC could be wrong about that um I do think he's gonna end up getting a massive contract although I think it's weird that he hasn't signed it yet a wild thing for him to do would be to come out like on Saturday and be like I'm not playing tomorrow unless y'all give me my contract that would be yeah nice. throw a complete wrench and everything be like give me all my demands but I don't think he's gonna do that because he's just I don't think so game. either I think he's gonna ball out either way yeah, I do think he'll get his money, but I don't think he's going to be in the Super Bowl. Could be wrong. I mean, I didn't say Super Bowl. I said AFC Championship. Okay. They didn't, and and I said that he'd have an MVP season. That was the take. So that means they win what? Two playoff games, one playoff game, depending on seating. If they're the one, there'll be two playoff seat. We'll say two games because I think they can win two playoff games. Um. Because they probably won't get the one seed. I don't think that's going to happen. AFC North, I feel like AFC North and West are going to beat up on themselves. It's going to be really good games. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I'll take it. How about this, though? Since I just said it take the bounce off of you, I'll say one to go off of that. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the AFC South will have the one seed in the AFC this year. Ooh, that's a very, very hot take. Um, so that means the tight. Or the Colts, no, in other words. That's the one we've had so far. I mean, I know the Titans got it last year, but they're worse than they were last year. I'm not a big believer in the Titans. And the Colts, I mean, I think they'll be good, but like that, I just, those teams in those divisions are so far behind the rest of the conference, I feel like. So, like, no, I think that's a crazy hot take. I, it could happen, but, uh, and we'll keep going, but no, I don't see it. Like, the Colts could surprise people and have a really good year, maybe. Um, but, I just feel like the other top teams in the conference, like they're going to, they'll, 
play the Jags and Texans, but when they have to play like other teams in the conference, I just feel like the AFC South is just going to mostly get dogged on. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, hey, so here's why I said this take. All right. First of all, Matt Ryan, congratulations, man. You got a new home. You're got, you got, you know, you're under good, t- you're going to be under good care. Um, all they're asking is for you to win games. And that is something that you're actually pretty good at is winning football games. So, um, and the other thing is Ryan Tannehill also is going to have pressure on him this year to succeed because <laughs> if he might- don't, guess what happens if he doesn't? Guess what happens if he doesn't? Um, we won't be seeing him no more. Yeah. But I also look at the schedule. They're playing, it looks like they play the NFC East um, as well. So that's kind of a break for them if you think about it for the AFC South. The AFC South is slated to play the AFC East. Unfortunately, we do get to see their medal when they play the AFC West as well. So that's what they got. They got the NFC East and AFC West. It's going to dog on them, man. They're not going to be ready. All right. I'm looking at just the Colts for right now. And it looks like all three AFC West games for the Colts are going to be away. Ooh. That's kind of hard. That's kind of hard. And the Chiefs are going to be the only game they get at home. Oof. Damn. So that's a hot take, but I mean, crazier things have happened. It did happen last year. So I'll give you yeah, that. I was about to say, I think they can repeat it though. I really think. Uh, All right, you got cut off there, Jalen. Sorry about that. Uh, but like I said, uh, they're built to win now. So they're going to be pushing all their cards to the table. So it's going to be interesting. I think the AFC South has another per- another couple of contenders out there. I disagree, but we'll see. All right. Um, hey, you got to go hotter than that. Good go luck. Hotter than that. And you can tell me, I don't even know if, I don't even know if this is hotter than that. That's tough. I was thinking it was pretty hot, but that was a really hot one you just came back with. Uh, but I'll just go ahead and, and say it. I'll escalate it a little bit. I'll say, and this might be dead wrong, but a hot take. I like it. I'll say Baker Mayfield will have a huge redemption bounce back year. He'll get the Panthers to sneak into the playoffs as a wild card, and he'll get a long-term contract in the offseason to be the Panthers franchise quarterback. And the Browns will regret moving off him for the sexual predator. Well, I say uh, not as hot as you think because I completely already agreed, had that written down for myself for later. Um, <laughs> that was literally almost the exact word for word what I would have said. But, you know, when you think about it, it sounds like the take is a pretty popular idea, you know, when you think about it. Um, I'm glad you're buying into that narrative as well because I believe in it as well. It's crazy to think that it's a hot take. Um, I think it's unlike – I mean, obviously getting to the playoffs is a whole, you know – standard in itself you know but, does have some question marks outside but to say but put it this way to say that they expect baker to ball out this year i think that i think that's not too hot of, of a take to expect so i say colby that was not as hot as an afc south team winning the number one seed does that mean i lose or do you i guess you lose out? round one I guess that means you lose round one. All right. Do you have some more hot ones you want to break out that are hotter than that in response? Um. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Um. Let's see. Starting, I guess, a fresh round. I'm going to go with the Lions will be the best 
third place or second place team to not make the playoffs. And like in the league or in the NFC? Like in like their division. So pretty much you know how they every division has a second, third place team, yeah. not all of them get in. Yeah. I think they're going to be the best team to not get in. Interesting. I mean, it's a little bit of a hot take because I, I think you and I, but I, I'm also like the Lions a lot. So, I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I could, I think they'll be better than the Bears. I'm pretty confident they'll be the third seed. They'll be third in their division. Um, I think it's going to be tough for them to get second, but I think they could be right there in the mix. I'll, I mean, it's still a hot take because they're the AFC West, NFC West have better teams than them. But I do like the Lions this year, and I think they'll be, I think they'll be in the mix for a good chunk of the year. Uh, not gonna. I don't think they'll make the playoffs either, but I think they could be uh, in the hunt for a while. I, I like the Lions to, to take a nice step forward this year. Okay. Okay. All right. What do you What do you got? All right, I got a hot one for you. I'll say the Houston Texans will be a surprise team. They'll take a step forward, and Davis Mills by the end of the year will be. People will say he's second or first best quarterback in his draft class, the only one to not go in the first round. I think it'll be him and Trevor Lawrence will be the two best. I think he'll be better. He's going to be better than Lance, Fields, Wilson, Mac Jones. He's going to pass all those guys. Is that hot enough for you? It's hot enough for me, but God damn it, that's another one that was on my page. <laughs> um, like to be the same big- players. Dude, no, I, I mean, that's what I was about to say. My only thing is to say after that is we need to get someone else on this show. <laughs> we need to extend because it sounds like we're starting to get – our minds are starting to link up. But anyways, <laughs> um, I like the take. It's a good hot take. It's definitely hotter than the one that I got because um, I know everyone out there probably dismisses the Texans like they should. They are bad. Um, they are still yeah, like, like they, don't, don't get us wrong. They, they are bad, but – I just played with them in Madden their first season. It was rough, not going to lie. <laughs> um, obviously, it's Madden. I know how to will myself to a bullshit Super Bowl. But anyways, that's the second-year thing. In the first year, Davis Mills and Damian Pierce, Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think John Mechie did get hurt, sadly, or something, didn't he? Or someone – one of them got hurt, I'm pretty sure. Um, one of their other – but um, that – so, yeah. Yeah. Someone did. But anyways, Damian Pierce is the name you need to really hear about when you talk about the Texans going oh, forward. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a big key to Davis Mills taking that next step forward. Having a running back like him to get that workload off him, you know, maybe just be like, all right, it's getting a little, a little intense here on first down, second down. Let me just give it off real quick, see if I can get make my third down easy. And I think that's going to be good for him, especially with an old school co- coach like Levy, Levy Smith. So I think uh, I like it. I think Davis Mills will have a season that open up some eyes, like you said. I do. Be, what was it? You said top two or three in his draft class? I said top I think two. That's, exactly, that's exactly, I think, what I wrote. I think there's still going to be one quarterback better than him in his draft class, which like is obvious. Hard. Yeah, I was about to say, it's going to be obvious that I think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. But I think Fields, and I guess this will be my take, Justin Fields, man, I think he's gonna uh, he's gonna will the Bears to every win that they get this year. 
How many? And I think it's not going to be because of their defense. I don't think it's going to be because they run the football. Nah. If they win a football game, it's because Justin Fields stinking ran two touchdowns and threw three passing touchdowns, did it all for this team, and was Superman. Essentially, he's going to be like Cam Newton for the Bears. What are your thoughts? That's if they get any wins. I think all credit it goes to Justin Fields pretty much. It's a hot take, but I like it. I mean, I think they have some pieces, but overall they're a horrible roster. He has no supporting cast on offense. Um, I do still really like Justin Fields, so I think it's hot, but I like it a little bit. Um, I think he will will them to some wins because I think he's going to improve, and I still think he's really talented. But, man, they – He's. I don't believe in their roster, so I don't think he's going to will them to that many. It's. He's still got a lot to learn, and he did struggle a lot as a rookie. They didn't do him a lot of favors, so it's a hot take. But I really like what I saw uh, in the preseason. Like That's Justin. pretty much why I said that. I really like the energy that he's given off in the preseason. So I mean, like I said, like we talked about last time, might be one of those things where we go, ah, it's just preseason though. But <laughs> I, you know, it, it, it did give. Give me a little more confidence that Justin Fields can work out for Chicago. Yeah. Or actually, it's just in the NFL in general. If he decides, hey, give me the hell out of here, which I'm all <laughs> for. Justin Fields, if you want to leave the division, let me know. <laughs> Throw it in the Madden trade engine real quick. All right, what do you got? Like that? All right. Was it hotter than Davis Mills, or do you think – I think the Davis Mills take is a little hotter. I think that was oh. by me, but right. a hot take. Um, I don't have too many more crazy hot ones. I don't know how much uh, how much hotter I can go than some of these that we've had. Um, but I'll say the New England Patriots will bottom out badly. It'll be a total collapse. Mac Jones will regress, and Bill Belichick. People will be saying. It's time. It might be time after this year. Might be, he will think about walking away because it's just going to implode horribly. Again, I completely agree. Oh, my God. But would that be hot because then uh, the Justin Fields thing? And I say yes because it's crazy to think about Bill Belichick and his New England Patriots bottoming out. Um, it's just a crazy thought just to think about it. You know, that sentence in itself. You know, like Bill Belichick bottoms out, you know, but it is a high possibility, you know, Jets are resurging. <laughs> I was going to say, by bottom out, the Jets, the Jets will finish third, stun the world. Yeah, I was about to say, the Jets are resurging. Like, that is something that Pats fans, I think, need to be aware of, is that everyone around you oh. has gotten better. Everyone around you has gotten better. And you guys are taking a couple questionable steps back. So... I mean, it's just one season of football, obviously, but you didn't make the playoffs last year um, or the year before that, I'm pretty sure, because that's how you got Mac Jones. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cons- – this might be the end of the era for the old Belichick crew, and I'm pretty sure you're happy to say it and happy to hear me agree with it, and it's finally coming to fruition. But at the same time, we all like to see that Cinderella story that Coach K and uh, all them get. So, who knows? He might be able to will up a couple more wins for at least a playoff appearance to write off. But do I think that – is it this season for them to do that? No. I think this is the season where everyone's like, all right, Bill, get it together or go. 
like this is it like yeah like after this season everyone's gonna be like get it together or you gotta go like no more it's gonna be no more dogs taking you know draft picks in the picture it's gonna be it's gonna be you know pretty stone cold new england football probably that last season but uh i have a lot of questions so it's easy for me to agree with that i will say it does just feel hot because it will it does feel very foolish and risky to say that the jets will finish above the patriots but that's my hot, hot hot take. But that's what the trend is showing you too, though. You know, like what from what they've we've seen them draft, from what we've seen, you know, just from play. We know that Zach Wilson supposedly is going to be back when he comes back. He's supposed to be really good, you know. But you know, that's just what's coming out, you know. And what's coming out from New England is not. There's a lot of question marks, you know. Is what's going on with this offense? We don't know. Do you want? Can you tell us? No why wait <laughs> like literally wait that's all he says is just, you know you're gonna wait and find out so it's uh a lot of question marks for sure and that's why i feel like it's easy for me to agree with the take and it is a hot take mostly like i said because it's phil belichick you know like dang system did not work system fail um i guess going to another system that you are really in love with all the way out here in the West Coast. And I think this one's going to fail even more miserably than I think that the Pats. It's the 49ers situation right now with Trey Lance. I think uh, the thing what's going to end up happening is they're going to definitely cut the cord on him with Jimmy G. And when they put Jimmy G in, it's not going to be pretty. And then they're going to put Trey Lance in, and it's not going to be pretty because they're going to keep doing the whole switcheroo, oh. trying to figure it all out. This, it's just not going to work. Very they already, remember, the GM so. and the coach already have their their job secured for, you know, they're already safe. So at this point, they're just like, well, Trey Lance doesn't work. And Jimmy G doesn't work. Guess we're just shopping for a new guy this year. Because that's that. You know, we tried. We gave them both equal playing time. <laughs> I can see wow. him. So my take is the 49ers are not going to be – they're not going to be the fourth team in their division. They definitely won't make the playoffs, though. I think they're going to be out of the playoffs this year. And they will be one of the NFC sleepers to keep on sleeping. This is oh, – the 49ers are going to be our – I mean, I think – as we've seen throughout all the discussions we've had throughout the whole off season, this is a very scalding hot take for me. The 49ers are probably, and then there may be one I'm missing that I'm, that I'm not thinking of, but I would say the 49ers have to be the team that you and I disagree about the most. Cause I was going to have one that said the 49ers are the biggest threat to the Rams in the NFC as a hot take. I, I mean, I Trey Lance, I get the questions and the concerns, but I don't think he's going to be nearly as bad as you think he's going to be. They still have a great roster and a great coach. Last year you said they were going to be bad, and they still made it to the NFC Championship. Um, they limped there, but they got there. So I still think Trey Lance has just so much potential with everything around him. He'll take some lumps off, some bad games. He'll throw some ugly picks. But I think he's got enough physical gifts with the team around him. They'll win a lot of games. They'll be in the playoffs. So that's a very hot take. I completely disagree with you on that. Can you tell me the handsome bastard that was playing quarterback for the 49ers when they made those championship games? Jimmy G is fine. But, like, Trey Lance, I think, is going to do more enough. 
he may not be as consistent as Jimmy. Can you tell me the other handsome bastard that trained the other said handsome bastard? Do you know? Do you know the who was the who was the quarterback in front of him in those years? Way I don't back? think Tom Brady trained him to do anything. Tom Brady got him traded. Tom Brady didn't want him there. I'm but, sure but, but, but he did like get some. What experience did he get from that system? Right, he did learn. He did learn under that system. Right, and he does play fairly similar. You gotta admit, he does play fairly similar. Besides the dumb runs, worse. that's the only thing. <laughs> the only thing he does way worse is that he when he's out of the pocket, dear lord, he is almost 60 percent chance of getting injured the moment he steps out of the pocket but the dink and dunk scheme is where he comes into play man and uh he works with jimmy dg doesn't i will say this though trey lance has a beautiful deep ball i can see why everyone has those uh you know heart-shaped eyes when they see trey lance on the field because he has he has i can see it but uh i don't think it's gonna work i definitely don't think it's gonna work I disagree, man. Trey I Lance feel it. Give them like fifty-yard bomb potential. He could break off like thirty-yard runs. I, ah, I disagree. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a lot of disagreement in that take right there. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think it's gonna work. All right, all right, Cole. What you got? Can you right. top that? I think we in your have... opinion, can you top that? 49ers can't make the playoffs. I have one more really hot one, and then I we might have to move on to the next segment. I'm running out of spicy ones that I can say without being too ridiculous. This one even uh-huh. pushing it, but I'll say the Washington Commanders will finish with a better record than the Dallas Cowboys. And those God damn it, Eagles! Did you have <laughs> Commanders on your two? Well, it wasn't going to be – it was worded almost sort of like that. My commander's take was they don't burn us this year, or at least I guess you could say they burn us again this year and prove us wrong. And they get and their defense comes back and they bounce back and they have this crazy year. And Carson Wentz is okay. That was the take. So, uh, I mean, all the hype and attention right now is to the Eagles mm-hmm. and everything because the guy, A.J. Brown. And, of course, you know, Dallas, America's team, blah, 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 blah. They're going to do this, this, this. I, I feel like for once, I feel like the Dallas noise actually, though, has been kind of quiet. Um, I just think – but I thought about it when I wrote that takedown. I was like, if you think about it, it's kind of the best chance for them to strike is right now. you got Terry. you got um, the new fresh running back that has all this appeal to him because he just got – you know, he came out of the hospital from those gun wounds, gunshot wounds, like four, three days later. Yeah. You know, he's right back on the practice field, which is crazy to think about. But, you know, um, it's just like Ron Rivera. He's on the hot seat, you know, in the back of his head, you know. But, you know, they got some names there, you know. And you feel like there's a couple of names, too, that are like on the last string, you know. Like all those guys, I feel like, besides the running back are on that last, you know, string before they move on to the next team. Especially, I feel like, well, Terry just signed an extension, so he's stuck. But, you know, for especially Wentz and Ron Rivera's case, you know, this is a win-now situation and a prove-it situation. And I feel like this was, like, the best moment for them to prove it. It's like, you know, the Giants are trying to build something. Um, Eagles are already well complete, but this is a down year for sure, I feel like, for Dallas, you know? Like, I feel like this could be the year that Washington can sneak Dallas. So, and Washington, the Eagles are always interesting games. So, 
I agree with that. I feel like is it hotter than that 49ers take? I feel like it's just right on par. Because it is the commanders. It is the commanders. After all that I said, I have it is said, the commanders. <laughs> it's still the commanders. I've learned like, my it sounds good. It all sounds good. But, but it's still out there. <laughs> it's like it all sounds good. But I feel like that does match what I said. Yeah. Because it's the commanders. You know, they can all <laughs> they can all just fall right apart and they're just sitting there with the Giants. And it's just gonna be Cowboys Eagles again, you know. I can easily see that happening. So yeah <laughs> is this back on me that means yeah i if you ever want any that can top that i'll give you the win because i don't think i can get much hotter <laughs> okay i'm just coming up with this one on the spot here um let's see a team that haven't repeated dude that's a tough one Commanders are a tough one. Hang on. I got 10 seconds. Give me a 10-second countdown to think of something. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Okay. Got it. Dolphins. Okay. All right. I think, and this is the this is a take that I did say for later, but I think this would be a good one for right now. I think the Dolphins will be an AFC playoff team. And not only that, Skylar Thompson, the backup quarterback for their team that they kept on the team. Oh. I think we're going to be seeing some starts from him this year. And you barring injury. Barring playoffs. injury. Barring injury. Not in the playoffs, but barring injury. You know, like if as long as Tua the, I feel like if Tua does not live up to that moment, I feel like they're going to be just as okay because they got this guy named Skylar Thompson. And this dude is a Dog, I think I don't know if you seen any highlights of him. I saw but Mike McDaniel's talks him up, and I'm all in right now. I've I've talked about Mike McDaniel's. I'm all in on what he's trying to build over there. So I like Mike I, too. I I just want to say, Dolphins. So my take is Dolphins will be a playoff team, and we might see a little sprinkle of Skylar Thompson this season as well. Might not start, but I'm just saying we're definitely going to be seeing him on a pitch. So I guess the main tank here, may tank here is Dolphins in the playoffs, and I'm going to make it a little spicier. Let him win a playoff game too. All right. So just I, throwing Skylar Thompson as like the sprinkle on top. Dolphins, <laughs> the Skylar Thompson thing makes it pretty hot. Dolphins in the playoffs, I don't think is as hot as the last couple we've had. Um, Dang. Skylar Thompson, because I think they have a good, they have good pieces, and I genuinely, we both talked, we did talk about the Patriots. Like I think they're better than the Patriots and the Jets, so I think they should be second in their division. Um, yeah, the Skylar Thompson thing, I think that's a little preseason overreaction. I don't think he's gonna be playing Tua. It's under all that pressure. I don't think Skylar Thompson's gonna beat him out though. So I'll say that's pretty ridiculous. But uh, Dolphins in the playoffs? No, I don't think that's too hot. I do like Mike McDaniel. Okay, well, I guess that's that then, because that's all I could have thought of on the spot for trying to come up with something spicy. Yeah, no, that was a fun little segment. That definitely got tough there at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, when you were right, once you get you know, once you get hotter and hotter, man, it gets harder. It definitely got harder. But, oh, yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, wrapped up, wrapped up some fun little take escalations. So we're actually going to switch it up a little bit and we are going to now knock out our revisiting of our preseason predictions that we made 
what how long ago did we do this jalen i don't even remember exactly when we made them but uh some things have changed since then um we made these about like we made a few predictions so we got i feel like the main one was when we did the release schedule release because once that schedule release came out that's when we were like all right finally sit down and break all these games down you know or not like break it down but get a feel for what each team's got Mm -hmm. so let's see i'm trying to see i think i got what we agreed on our neutral agreements i think that's what we got here so yeah, I think I, all I got right here is what we've neutrally agreed on. Okay. But I'm trying to see if I have anything that maybe we got different, but it doesn't look like it. Okay. What do you got so far? Let's see. Hang on. If you got anything to fill this gap while I'm filling up this uh looking through all these papers <laughs> now i know we didn't know the exact length of the watson suspension when we made this um so that was one thing i think we went with like that he would be back week eight i can't remember so was it it was was it before baker got traded when we did this or had baker been traded already baker had not been traded yet. yeah happened. yeah so this is, yeah, I was about to say, we made this list very early. And yeah, that's the only one I got. Is So our season predictions, it's both of us combined. Yeah, so, I, can probably, I can actually probably pull it up on the site too. But yeah, let's hear it. Here's what we got. Starting in the AFC South, we had the Colts getting eight games, the Jags going for seven, Titans going for four, I meant, sorry, Texans four, Titans eight. Oof, yeah, so we were very low on the Titans. We um, were low on that whole division. Yeah, wow, we were very low on that. Um, I would, I mean, I would probably bump the Colts up to nine, but I don't think any of the rest of that is crazy. The Texans, I think they might get more than four, maybe five I would like to, to bump them up to. Jags, seven feels about right to me. Um, okay, I, I've still got our full standings. Perfect. So, yeah, we had Cleveland 10-7. and seven. Um, Okay. So, yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't hate the AFC South. I think 8-9, and nine, both the Titans and Colts. I think at least one, if not both of them, will have a winning record. But I think it will probably be, like, closer to 9-8. and eight. Other than that, I, I don't feel too strongly about that any of those predictions need to be changed. I feel pretty good about that, the South, other than we may have been a little low on the Colts. I feel like we were low on the Colts and maybe the Texans. I feel like we got to give the Texans maybe a bump up one as well. I feel like I feel like one game more than last year. That, was that five? Texans to five, Colts to nine. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I do think that the Colts and maybe even the Titans as well, because like I said, I feel like they definitely get a break counting the fact that they play the NFC East. So yeah, having that kind of helps out when they play each other. And I kind of think the top dogs do run away with it. So that's just my opinion. So I got them written in here, though. So let's keep rolling. What do you say you guys pulled up? You have anything pulled up, you said? Or 
I can keep going. Um. So yeah, yeah, I got the standings. Uh, do you have all of them or no? If you don't have all of them, I can pull them up. No, if you have the standings, that'll probably be a little okay. bit easier. Here, let me share my screen actually. Okay. So yeah, it's still saved on here. So this is our. Uh, well, we had the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> the playoffs, I don't think that's not as much part of it. But so yeah, we we had there was the AFC South, AFC West. I'll just go up. We had them all with pretty good records. We had the Chiefs not in the playoffs with ten and seven. I think we were low on the Chiefs. Chiefs, Broncos, ten and seven. Raiders, eleven and six. Chargers, eleven and six. Win the division. Ah, oh, we're too low on the Chiefs for sure. That's it. That's an amendment I would like to make. I would bump the Chiefs up to at least eleven, probably. And I think they're gonna. There's no way the Chiefs would be in the playoffs. And I would take the Raiders down one, probably. Ten and seven Raiders. I'd pump the Chiefs up to eleven. I I still think the Chiefs might end. Could easily end up winning the division again. Yeah. Um. You can take that amendment. I'm not. Ooh. I'm gonna stick. I might even say. I'm going to go ahead and hang on. I'm writing your amendments in real quick. Yeah, I'm bumping the um, Raiders down. Definitely going to knock the Raiders down. Yeah, we were too high on them, I guess, whenever we did this. No, not even that. I'm just going to knock them down to nine. Um, I just think this division is going to beat itself up pretty hard. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just going to go ahead. Knock the Raiders say, down to nine for me, too, actually. You're probably right about that. There's no way they're all going to be this good. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the Raiders will be a 9. I think the Broncos will also be a 9. Keep the Chiefs at 10, and I think keep the Chargers at 10. That's what I'm going to be amending to. So what do you got? Let me re, re, re-hear yours. We have the Chargers at 11. I'll say Chiefs Oh, you have them at Chargers. 11? Yeah. I'll All say, right, we'll keep my nose with them. I'll say Chiefs and Chargers both get 11. I'll honestly still keep the Broncos at 10, but I'll bump the Raiders down to 9. Um. I think the Raiders are probably just because the offensive line, the more I think about that with the Raiders just really concerns me. Just when you look at how good all these teams are, like, I feel like that's the weakest unit out of any of these teams. Like they definitely have the fourth best line, like by a pretty considerable margin. And that just concerns me when like all these teams are pretty loaded in all the areas that they are. Um, I mean, they're loaded. I mean, Broncos are nice. Broncos are nice and all, but I just think uh, think when it comes down to, you know, just the fact that it's all brand new, new system and all that, I feel like it's just going to be a little couple clinks and clonks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some questions. I have my question marks. This one. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take one. Just take the one win off of them, of them both, just for the new management. Well, two wins, really high on the Raiders. But, yeah, yeah keep the Chargers at 11 wins for me. Yeah. All right, I like that. All right, the AFC North, we were also very high on this division. Um, Bengals 13-4. and four. I think we may have been a little outlandish with some of these high numbers. Ravens 11-6, and six, Browns 10-7, and seven, Steelers 9-8. and eight. I'm not going to touch the Steelers or the Ravens. I still feel like both those records are good. I mean, probably the biggest change in this whole thing is Watson has spent 11 games, so there's no way the Browns are going to get to 10 wins, I don't think. I would bump them down to like seven uh, because of the length of the suspension. Jacoby Brissett is not good, man. He, he is, he's not good. <laughs> um, so Browns were part of one of my uh, hot or nots. And it was, I think they're going to be very, 
plain and simple. You know, I feel like it's going to be a lot of running and a lot of defense, you know, until Deshaun Watson. It's going to be very boring. And most importantly, I think it's going to be very – everyone knows it's going to be coming. Like, it's going to be very obvious. So, I agree. I wouldn't say seven games. I'm thinking eight for me personally. I'm thinking eight games for the Browns. Right on you guys. I'm thinking right on you guys' tail. Yeah, I mean, I because think- I still think that defense is still pretty stellar. Like you have, and the and the the running backs that we're talking about in this said conversation are really good. <laughs> so, still good. Um, yeah, like the, everything outside of quarterback is still really good. Um, I just don't think it's going to be winning record good until I, I definitely don't think they're going to have a good record when Deshaun Watson shows up. Yeah. And when he even does show up, I think it's going to be it's going to be a little awkward, you know, for them to get things going. Oh, or yeah. you know, it could pop off. It can go pop off and bang. You know, we never know. But I feel like you know, just because you're starting in the middle of the season, the guy is literally getting thrown in the midst of the fire. You know, it's going to be so. out there in the cold. His first, well, I guess his first game is back in Houston. The other thing, like I said, the other thing that I feel like the reason I would stay put him at seven, like even when Deshaun Watson does come back, as good as he is. Like all the sexual predator stuff aside, that's that's its own whole terrible thing. Like off the field things aside, he also like by the time he comes back, it'll have been like almost two full years since he's played in a football game. Like as talented as you are, like you you go two years without doing something. I feel like you're not just gonna be able to step right back into it and be just as good as you were. Like I think there'll probably be some couple hick probably take sean watson a few games to like get back to where he was it's like he has not played in two years that's got to count for something mm-hmm. yeah exactly i was about saying you're trying to throw this guy in the middle of the fire it's going to be very it's going to be very it's going to like i said it's going to be very awkward and i agree with you that was something i didn't want to say right off the rip but yeah nfl fans are not going to treat you lightly buddy it's going to be a very rocky road at first for him. Okay. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, it, that's why I say seven wins because it's definitely going to be the talent of other players that's going to win those games before he shows up. Probably. Yeah. I see. You know. So what? All right. What's the last one we got? East. Uh- Oh, well, and then I was also going to say, just real quick, I also bumped the Bengals down to, like... Oh, I haven't even did any edits on my own. You're going to bump the Bengals down from 13, though, huh? To 12. 13 feels too many. I still like the Bengals a lot, so I'll keep them at 12, but 13 feels too many. That's probably unrealistic. Um, Let's see. So, our Ravens... Let me make sure these are right, because I wrote them down, but I don't know if they're right, because that one makes up. Was it Ravens 11 wins, Steelers 9 wins, Bengals 13, Browns 10? Yeah, those were the original. All right. My, all right so my amendment will be, I agree. I'm going to, I already said I'm bumping the Browns down to eight. Um, I'm going to knock the Bengals down to match the Ravens. 11. I'm going to say 11. It's fair. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be, like I said, I think we said this earlier. I think they're going to really beat up on the, each other in that division. Um, regardless, you know, of course, the Steelers are going to still play with their defense lights. It's a very defensive division right there. Okay. So that's my main, you know, thing going for that. So I'm bumping the Bengals down to 11. I guess that's the only amendment that I would make out of that besides the Browns. 
Yeah, I still feel very good about where we had the Ravens and the Steelers at 11 and 9 wins. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, we can finish out the AFC before we hop on the uh, new call. Uh, so we had the Bills 14 and 3, Miami second at 8 and 9, Patriots 7 and 10 in third, Jets 6 and 11 in last. I'm hmm. probably, I mean, we both just talked about how much we don't believe in the Patriots. I'll probably, 7 and 10 maybe is too low, but I'm going to keep them there. The only amendments I would make in that one is I would probably bring the Bills down just at least one to 13, although I still like them to be the one seed because I feel like they're the best team in their division by a significant margin. And I would bump Miami up one to nine and eight as well because I do think Miami will be right there in the mix. Yeah, okay. Thoughts? Um. So I think realistic – to bump them down one game i like it uh but i'm gonna say bump the bills down two games i feel like it was a after that whole punter situation i feel like it was a shows a little bit of sloppiness you know a little bit of question marks pressure very pressure is getting put on them right now you know we already got a lot of expectations i feel like you know it's okay and i think that's the thing though it's gonna be okay if they fall flat at any point this season because i expect them to bounce back yeah, I like for me, obviously, I expect them to bounce back, whether they fall two or three games short. And that's what I'm going to be predicting with this as well. I'm going to say they're going to fall probably a couple more games short. So I'm going to bump them down to 12. All right. That makes sense. You're probably so, I might agree with that. You're probably that's probably rational to, to go. So probably too high still, because I think it still puts them at number one after our amendments. Yeah, they're still going to be. Mm-hmm. number one in their conference they're still higher than the chiefs that at least in my opinion they would still be higher than the chiefs so like i said yeah we'll keep according to our amendments it would keep the bills above the chiefs so they would still be one of the premier teams in the afc um but yeah they would still be higher than the ravens if i had them at 12 so still that's why i'm knocking those two games off high expectations it's okay to fall flat um my other one would be probably to do a switcheroo on that Pats and Jets. You really think the Jets are going to actually – I said that as my hot take, but I can't in good faith put the Jets with more wins than the Pats. You're going to. I mean, we only have them one wins apart. So what's – at this point, you know – As far as I'm willing to. You know, <laughs> I was about to say, six – if I if I end up seeing six wins on the Pats schedule, that would be wild. But I feel like most of that will be in favor because of what you said about Miami. I do think Miami's going to put a lot of heat and it's going to put unexpected moves on the Patriots when they come in. So I'm going to take the Dolphins as well, bumping them up to nine as well. I like that. All right. All right. Yeah, so I don't feel like other than Cleveland and and the Raiders, really no crazy huge changes in our – AFC predictions. I'm looking at the NFC. We're going to have a few more. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's those are some solid predictions. I like those amendments. I feel much better about those than some of these we had. NFC, I'm looking. I think we're going to need to make some changes. Um, well, we'll start from the south, I guess, and work our way down just because that's how it is on here. Um, I would change at least two probably three of these actually i'm trying to decide debate how much i believe in the saints um 
Eight and nine doesn't feel too bad. But anyways, NFC South. We've got Bucks thirteen and four, Saints eight and nine, Panthers five and twelve, Falcons four and thirteen. So I guess we'll just start. I mean, like we said, this is before we did this pre-Baker Mayfield trade. So I bumped the Panthers up to at least seven, maybe eight. I'll say bump them up to eight. I, I think Baker's going to be sneaky good this year. Seven is maybe better number, but I'll say eight. What are, you, what are your thoughts on these predictions? I think eight is too low. Too low? I'll say I think eight. eight is too low. I'm not going higher than eight. eight feels I'm going good. nine. Okay, I like I'm it. I'm thinking nine. And I feel like I feel like for Baker Mayfield, that has to be your minimum. Nine has to be the minimum. A winning season has to be, you know. So that's why. I feel like eight, that's mid. That's only a 500. That's mid, literally the definition of mid. Um, so yeah, I literally would say Baker Mayfield needs nine. Okay. But that shows you our thoughts on the Baker Mayfield-Sam Darnold difference because we had him at five and 12, which when we thought it was oh, yeah. out there. Yeah, remember, this was pre-Baker. So, yeah, before Baker even showed up, we thought that. Five wins with uh, Sam Darnold. Tells you a lot, folks. <laughs> a big amendment for the Panthers. That That's our first big amendment in the NFC. Atlanta, 4-13 and 13 feels right for me. They could sneak to five, but I'm not going to change that. I, don't, I feel mm-hmm. like I still feel good about that one. I'm okay with them being at four I- wins, mostly because that means they can make a big draft move. Yeah. Um, so... Saints at eight and nine. I kind of go back and forth, think maybe we should bump them up to nine, but I'll, I'll, I'll stay at eight. I'll stick to my guns there because I could also see it getting messy. They're really talented. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the swing at them. I'm going to bump them to seven. You're going down to seven. I think eight and nine. Actually, well, mm, I'll stay I think eight. that's just me. I think I'm jumping the gun a little too soon, actually, because right when I thought that, I, I – Jameis Winston and his W Eaton hand just came right into my mind. Well, I think eight is just perfect spot for him, actually. I I really do like that, but I think the Bucks. This is my amendment. I think you're about probably gonna say something on it. But I want to knock the Bucks down a couple games. I agree. I was gonna say that as well. Yeah. You go ahead first. But yeah, I agree with you. So I want to keep the Saints at eight. But I think since we're I'm putting the Panthers up at least at least a little higher. I think that means the Bucks have to come down a couple games. I'm giving them probably two. I'm on the fence between 10 and 11 games. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. I'm going to bring the Bucks down. We both bumped. You bumped the Panthers up to nine. I bumped them up to eight. I'll, I'll, I'll still say 11 just because they still do have a very good roster, and it is still Tom Brady. Like, they're still clearly better than the rest of the division, all things considered. But I do think it's choppier and messier than I, than I thought before. I don't think they'll be the number one seed. So I'll, I'll say 11 and 6. I'll bump them down to 11. Um, but 10 and 7 is doable. I'll, I'll, I'll say 11. But, yeah, I agree. I'm going to take the 10. I'm going to take 10 then. All right. All I'm right. confident with that too. I'm confident with 10 and 11. Like, I'm really confident with those two number spaces. Very noisy. Very weirdly noisy for a Tom Brady season. Exactly. Drama going on over there. All right. Who's next? All right. So the next one is the NFC West, pretty much usually considered the best division in the NFC. We have Rams 12-5, and five, Cards 9-8, and eight, Niners 9-8, and eight, Seahawks 3-14. I still feel pretty good about all these considered. I would leave the Rams at 12 and the Seahawks at 3. I would personally bump San Francisco up to 10, but I do think it's going to be choppy, so I wouldn't go too much higher than that. Arizona... I also want to say more than nine. 
think about 10, but I'll, I'll stick to my guts on, on Arizona and say nine and eight, just because I think it will be choppy at times. Um, so I'll keep all those the same, except I'd bump the Niners up one. I know you probably want to bump the Niners down, which is probably why they ended up being nine and eight when we made these predictions. You're muted. Oh, you know, I want to knock them down. <laughs> and of course, I, I, I was muted because I was just like already going off on the fact that I saw that they were on nine. Because um, I wrote it, I do have them written on this paper. And when you said nine as well, I was like, oh my God, that is so true. Um, <laughs> besides that, I think, <laughs> dude, the 49ers. I think I'm stuck between eight to seven wins. Um, Up them off to ten if we're doing separate numbers. Yeah, I got you. I'm writing them down. Se- I'm <laughs> writing them separate. Don't worry. Um, since you're going to ten, I'm going to drop them down to. I'm thinking eight. I'm thinking. Uh, to be honest, I'm thinking eight. I don't think I. I know. Watch them get nine and just be a middle finger to both of us, and then hopefully you'll understand why I hate them. It's probably but, uh, we probably debated this, this a lot. Um, that's probably why we are at nine. It's because I was like, there's no way they get 10. And you were like, there's no way they get eight. So I'm going to go to eight. I'm going to go back and I'm going to stick to my original prediction. I'm going to say they get eight. Um, nine, I thought was too generous. And I'm, I'm really thinking seven. Like, I'm really, I really want to etch the number seven in for them. But I think eight is being respectable for them. Just respectable. That's just respect to Shanahan. We should make a Niners bet this year. I don't know if we have any bets outstanding uh, that we've come up with already, but I <laughs> might have to bet on Niners. What's their over-under for their win total? Uh, uh, probably, probably. Watch it mean nine. Yeah, that's what I say. Watch yeah, that, we'll just make that the bet. If they win nine above nine and a half games, yeah, I was about to say, well, I mean, just if they win more than nine games, yeah. All right. That's a good bet. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, that's the – so, yeah, we're, we're big disagree on the Niners. Do you Would you change any of those other teams? I wouldn't change the other three. I'm comfortable with those other three. No, yeah, I think that makes sense. I was about to say maybe, maybe bump Seattle, but just for one game, I don't think it's going to be worth it. Um, you know, I also think uh, yeah, keep it. I was about to say, sadly, keep it. All right, no, that's good. I mean, I like that we're still some of these weren't too crazy. Uh, NFC East, I would probably make just a few minor tweaks. So, uh, NFC East, we got Philly winning it at 11 and 6, Dallas in second at 9 and 8, Washington. Six and eleven in third. Giants five and twelve in fourth. Um, I still really like Philly. I wouldn't change Philly or the Giants. I still don't like the Giants very much. Um, Dallas had obviously the Tyrone Smith injury since this all went down. So I'd probably take Dallas down at least one. I would say eight and nine for Dallas. And I'll bump Washington up to seven. Seven and ten feels reasonable for them. What do you think about the East? What our predictions there? Okay. Um. So for me personally, I'm bumping the Commanders. I think I'm going to take the swing. 
and the old switcheroo, not complete switcheroo, but just a little one. I'm feeling Commanders will be taking that nine that nine win spot where the oh, Cowboys nine. are. Wow! I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead, Commanders. If you burn me again, shame on me. I mean, that's all I can say. It's just shame on me. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, take that big swing. Commanders at nine. Cowboys, you're gonna fall. That means I'm not saying six games, but I'm definitely feeling eight or seven, and I'm gonna say seven. A little more generous than our original. Actually, eight. I'm going to say eight because I definitely don't see y'all stinking the bed to seven that bad. Yeah, but I, I do see the commander sneaking them. I do see the commander sneaking them. Um, you're, you're, you're big up on the commander since we did this. Yeah. Uh, since I did knock the Bucks down to 10 wins, to say the Eagles have 11 wins is crazy. The thing about so i'm gonna go ahead and knock the eagles down as well to 10 wins oh, i'm standing by our guns i'm, I'm all in on the eagles <laughs> i'm just gonna take that one away since i'm giving so i guess you could say the biggest amendment for me is the commanders taking that big step up i guess that's my biggest amendment and it does besides that i think giants stay there i'm not gonna really waste my time on making an amendment for them stinking the bed with five wins so no i like that yeah what were your amendments again real quick so I can uh, jot them down? I just said Dallas, drop Dallas down to eight and bring the commanders up to seven. I kept the other two the same. I'm not bringing oh, okay. them up to nine. I respect that. I respect that you're uh, sticking by that Eagles one, though. I mean, I just feel like it's bold for me to say Hurts over Brady right now. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's been a lot of drama, a lot of drama. It's just not yet. Not yet. For me, just not yet. That's fair. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready for the best division in football. (laughs) The NFC North. Woo! I don't know if I would change too much about this. We had the Packers ten and seven, Vikings nine and eight, Lions eight and nine, Bears four and thirteen. I would keep the Packers the same. Um, Vikings. I might even bring the Vikings up to ten, honestly, but. Nine is feels fine. I'll, I'll just say some one-game tweaks. I'll bring Detroit down to seven because as much as I love them, I do think they are still the Lions, and I've been burned before. So I'm going to bring them down to seven just because of that fact uh, as a penalty for previous years where I believed in them and they fell flat on their face. And then I'll bump the Bears up one five because I do like Justin Fields. So I'll, I'll just say bring the Lions down one, Bears – Bears off one. I'll, I'll keep it for now. All right. Standings-wise, I'm going to switch it up again as well. I think this switch up is a little more predictable, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings over the Packers. Right. Um, I'm going to say the Packers will be having their 10 wins, as usual, but I think the Vikings somehow get the 10 wins as well, but they're get the tiebreaker somehow we get the division tiebreaker i don't know what that is what that may be but i think that's gonna be us so i'm saying vikings get 10 i can't knock them i can't knock the packers down from not to nine it just seems crazy in my mind to knock the packers out of the double digits so i would say vikings at 10 packers at 10 and i'm gonna keep the bears at 
four. I want to give him another. I really want to give him another game from what I've seen out of Justin Fields. But I'm going to keep them where they're at because it's just a one-game tweak. And I'm going to stick by the Lions. So I'm going to stick by them. All right. I will stick with eight. I want to if I'm giving my Vikings another win, that gives me the confidence to say I think the Lions will stand by my statement to making the NFC North great again. I respect you standing by that. I, I mean, I hope the Lions are eight and nine. That'd be fun for football. Um, but I've like I said, the more I think about that, I've been burned. There have been a lot of years where I've been higher on the Lions than I should have been, and I came back to look stupid. So because of that, I'll drop him down to seven, which is still a big improvement for, for year two, Dan Campbell. So that is it. That is all the teams. And that is our uh, final amendment. We also picked, like, the playoffs real quick. I don't know if you want to want to change those. I don't feel like we need to. I just wanted to look at the records. But there would be – or, yeah, wait, no, because then it would have to fix the bracket itself. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to redo all – I feel like that – That's too much. That will be our mid-season amendment <laughs> when we – when we come back and we're like, oh, so all these injuries happened and uh, these guys aren't even playing football or this team doesn't even have half their team or, you know, this team actually showed up and we were completely wrong, a.k.a. the commanders. Really looking forward to seeing how they burned me this time. Yeah. So all right. um, that's the main reason. Honestly, I that was not too bad of a amendment segment. I like a little rhyme scheme there. All and right. I guess we're just – Checking out week one one last time, right? Yeah. That's all, all we right. can do. So this is how we're going to finish out. We're going to – and this is a segment. This is a good thing we can do every week. Um, everyone makes their favorite picks. So we're going to do our – all right, here, here's how – here, we'll, we'll spice this up a little bit. So we'll each pick our three favorite. We're going to just look at all the week one games and lines and make our predictions. And then – we will we'll not predict every game. We'll say what our three favorite uh, bet picks of the week would be against the spread. And then out of those three, you also have to say which one is your lock of the week. So what do you think is the best bet against the spread of all the games? So you can look, okay. I can pull up the lines. I guess I'm going to use the uh, – I got my screen. I got it on my TV. I'm good. All right, word. I'm just looking at Fox Sports ones. That was just like one of the first links that came up. So, all right, let's just take a second here, and uh, do you want me to read them off, or you just want to both look through and pick our three and then go? We'll just both go through and pick our three. All right. But let's read off, first of all. I feel like we should do definitely the kickoff game. All right. So the- what are your thoughts? Who do you got? Bills, Rams, kickoff. That's one that we both have to do. How about that? While we think of the all other right. three. The third Fourth, I guess. I'll, I'll say – the Bills are favored, which is kind of crazy to me. I'll, I'll kind of say – I'll say the Rams plus the two-and-a-half I would probably take. If they're at home, you're going to give me the two-and-a-half. The Rams are still really good. Um, the Bills might need – the Bills got all the hype. That would be a big win for the Rams. I'll take the Rams plus the two-and-a-half probably. Okay. I agree. Uh, well, I – Actually, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, Brello's got a lot of pressure on him. I know the Rams are coming in, hosting the Super Bowl ring and trophy coming up. But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna see if the Bills can play home record and start this season off and live up to those. Ex- I want them to live up to those expectations. So, um, I might just be taking. Shoot, sucks that their money line is negative one thirty-five, but. 
I'm going to go ahead and say for them to cover by a field goal, I think I like it for sure. And the idea of what is it, 52 and a half. Wow. I think it is going to be a high-scoring game. So I got Bills in a shootout. Right. Okay. I think I think that will be a really entertaining game and a really fun way to start the season. Um, I've been looking through all these bets. I'm trying to pick my favorite three. I have a couple that I that I really like. It's just tough to choose. Um, I got one. So you have one. And this one's three. gonna be very. This one's gonna be very spicy. Okay, let me hear. You you want to go through your whole three or just your first one? This is just one that I've seen a stat line of, and I thought the storyline was very appealing. And that's the Broncos Seahawks one right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Seahawks as the plus six and a half. Really? Wow. Yes, I definitely would like was, the Seahawks at plus six and a half. Broncos. Um, from what I there's a trend, and it was teams, players that have to play their teams on week one, on the return season, have not done well. So I'm going to go ahead and live with that trend, and I'm going to go ahead and buy into it. I'm going to say the Seahawks. At least keep it a close game within one score. Yeah, I definitely see that. So, because it is prime time, and they do play conservative. So, that's my belief. What do you got? I was thinking about putting the Broncos minus the six and a half in mind because I think the Seahawks are just horrible and Russ is going to tear You think it's an easy go-ahead run? All right, yeah, I respect I think, that. I think Seattle's just going to be horrendously bad. Um, that was the other uh, way I was leaning. You used that game. I, I was borderline. I'm putting that one in, so I won't put that one in. I'll say my first one that jumps out of me, I'll say another big favorite. We've talked about this team probably way too much already. But the Niners, six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Bears. I love the Niners minus the six, even minus the six-and-a-half. I mean, that's a lot of points for a road game, but the Niners roster is literally so much better than the Bears roster, even if you think Justin Fields is better than Trey Lance. And I honestly think, like, in a neutral game, a neutral situation, they were on the exact same team, but Justin Fields, I would probably pick him over Trey Lance. But the Niners roster is literally better in every area. If you take out the quarterback, the Niners are better at coach. They have a better offensive line, better weapons, better running game, better defense at all three levels. Um, the Niners are just far better roster. I think they're going to stomp the Bears week one. So I would, I would be willing to swallow the six and a half easily with the Niners. I think that's going to be a one-sided game. Okay. I like it. That was another team I was going to probably throw out there as well. Um, I was more leaning on towards the whole Trey Lance question marks, you know, how would that respond? But like you said, the Bears team is a little bit more of a step away from, you know, the 49ers, a lot more of a step, I guess you could say. Um, (laughs) That's, that's putting it lightly. Uh, but who knows? Your quarterback play of emphasis may come back to strike you back again, Colby. Um, another pick that I have, though, ready lined up. I'm surprised you didn't go ahead and cue this one up and out of the park. Um, Panthers, they're favored by two and a half. That's crazy. Baker is going to go in and demolish this team. 
I'm going Pat. If I could write my own line, it would be Panthers minus 10. Minus 10. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. I didn't put that one in there because there's a reason, like, why the Baker side, there's a reason the line is that close. I was just thinking about, like, the Panthers' offensive line going against Miles Garrett. Like, he's going to absolutely dominate. Um, they drafted Ike Aquanu, who seemed like a stud coming out. So I'm sure it'll be an upgrade to left tackle, but the rest of that line is still pretty bad. Um, I still think the Panthers will win, but that's definitely a big concern. That's why I didn't put that on mine. I do like the Panthers, but I couldn't put in my top three best bets. Um, I like the confidence there. Would that be your lock of the week then? Would that be my lock? Um, hmm. Wait till you get to your third one, but you seem very confident in that one. Yeah, wait till I get to my third one. Yeah, let me get to my third one first. All right. I mean, before I come up with another one. All right. So I got two two more. For my second one, I'm going to do two favorites and a dog for my three. Not, won't necessarily do that every week. But I'm going to say, you know, we just talked about both these teams as well. I'm going to say Miami minus the three and a half against New England. I just feel much better about where Miami is as a team. I feel like they're trending in the right direction while my New England is not. And the Patriots always struggle with Miami in Miami for whatever reason anyway. Uh, Tua has enough experience where he shouldn't completely crap his pants against Bill Belichick. Plus, he has great weapons, far better weapons. So I'm going to say Miami swallowing the three points. I really like the Dolphins over New England week one. Mm, I like that too, Um, especially since it's at Miami. That's what really helps the case, you know? Um, All right, coming up with my last one. It's probably the spiciest one. It looks like coin to some of these lines. Your first one was pretty spicy. Well, no, no, no. I meant like just based on these lines, you know, this is the closest one in contention. Uh, and for me, I understand, you know, why they're all very close and competitive. But I'm going to have to pull all my – I'm going to have to pull it. And that's going to be the Vikings and Packers. At Minnesota, first career win. It has to be more than just one or one and a half. It has to be more. So I'm going with Minnesota definitely comes in, covers and wins that game. They have it's Minnesota plus one and a half right now. So it's either right now, it's either pretty much it's either way. So I think it, I think. It's going to be – I think the Minnesota will be right there. It will be definitely tooth and nail. Are we saying for them to cover? Sure, you can say it like that. But I'm saying, Minnesota, give me a win. Like, give me a win to start this off, man. Let's go. Let's get this – let's get this program rolling. I'm saying give me the win. So, kick things off in the new era. I'm saying Vikings with the dub. I also like – I like that pick a lot. I thought about putting that as one of my three as well. To be a, the Vikings being a do- home dog, I think it's crazy. Kirk has done pretty well against Rodgers as it is and the Packers. So I do think the Vikings, and they have a lot better weapons. I do think the Vikings will get them week one. I like that. I like that a lot. My last one, probably definitely my hottest out of the three. Can't confidently put it as my lock, but I really like just the number. And it might be a little different on yours. So mine is, uh, I like the Texans plus the eight and a half at home against the Colts. I don't not don't think they're gonna win, but that's a lot of points. And I do feel like Houston is gonna 
keep play a lot of teams close and play a lot tougher than people expect. They have they improved their roster. I think they had a pretty good draft. It seems like Davis Mills played pretty well last year with nothing around him. Literally down the stretch, he sucked early, but down the stretch, he was as good as any of the rookies. Um, the roster's still bad. The Colts are definitely still a better team, and they have Matt Ryan, which is why I still think the Colts will win. But that's a lot of points for Houston, who I think is going to improve this year. I like Mills to take another step. And he, while they did keep – they made Lovey Smith the coach and got rid of David Culley, they did keep the same OC. So he is – even though it's a new head coach, he's going to be playing in the same offensive system. So I think mm-hmm. it's not like he has to learn a whole new system. So I think he'll take a step forward. I think the Texans will keep that one close. I like it. I like the I like the confidence in keeping the Texans close. That big line, especially too, does give the Texans room to keep it interesting. I was thinking the same thing with the Jets because of the Flacco aspect of things. You know, Flacco. you know Flacco going back in the AFC North, running the whole tour with them, but. Uh, I just didn't think that was going to happen. I, I, as much as I love Flacco, I just didn't – I don't see it happening. So, <laughs> those are some interesting lines. Um, but, yeah, I guess if I were to give one that was my lock, it would definitely be Baker and the Browns. I think you were – I think you were right on that. Yeah, I think – I'm thinking Baker will go in there and definitely demolish the Browns out of pure revenge game. Um <laughs> Because if not, it's going to look so bad. for I'll, I'm just going to feel so miserable for Baker Mayfield if he does not win this game. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm, – I'm expecting big things. And I like you said, yeah, I can see why it's a small line because the defense of the Browns are – it's like that. Like we said, it's like that. So it's going to be interesting. But Baker, Baker knows that team. So maybe he knows, knows the ins and outs a little better than we think. He's certainly going to be the best quarterback on the field. So I do like that pick. Um, I think that's a good lock of the week. My lock of the week, I think, definitely has to be the 49ers, even though it's six and a half is kind of a big number. Like, I just feel like their team is so much better than the Bears that I feel like they're going to just come out and clobber them. So I feel very confident in that one. That would be my lock of the week for week one. We'll have to we'll have to keep our records on these picks, see how we do overall. Yeah, I've got I got it written down. We're going to go ahead and keep a track. We'll tally them up. I'm honestly thinking we might have to get the guru himself, Christian, uh, for fans that don't know. Uh, Christian came on here a few times, and he picked the draft pretty much almost apart perfectly in the first, what, 10 picks. He got like seven of them right. Yeah, he, he did really good. So uh, shout out, Christian. You always know that you get the respect. So I might have to get him. He's good. He's good. He's good at putting bets on stuff. So. Like we'll see what he thinks on our, on our lines and stuff like that. We can have him as the third party. I like him to be the uh, yeah the go to uh, line guy. He can definitely be our, our odds man. Yeah, gambling expert. He can look out, everyone. Yeah, the look out. I like it. But yeah, man, this was it. This is it. We made it. This it's officially it now. You know, few days. And Thursday night, Josh Allen. We'll take on the Los Angeles Rams at L.A. Banner's going to be unfolded again in front of Josh Allen's face. Spawn Diggs. be interesting, man. It's going to be awesome. I know. I cannot wait, man. There's we so finally many- made it. There's college football happening right now. And during this whole this whole time, I did not even bother to look at it. Unless you but, the state. Because <laughs> the real NFL is back. Yeah. 
too busy talking about real football. Too busy. Can't wait. We've got so. our updated predictions. We got our best bets. Next time we chat, we can uh, we'll look back, see how we're feeling. We'll talk about all the week one action. Can't wait for it, man. It's gonna be great. We are officially in season. Welcome to welcome to the NFL season, man. This is it. Get it, baby. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. For more content, follow us on Spotify or our Instagram page if we ever decide to update that. So, go ahead and give us a shout. Shout. You get what I'm saying.